The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living on Voice America. And welcome on the East Coast. Uh, you're in the afternoon, and on the West Coast, you're in the morning. And uh, I have an amazing guest on today for any of you or all of us who are looking to find our soulmates. And there are thousands and thousands of people that are looking for this. And some of us miss the mark, and we keep searching and we have an amazing author and facilitator and coach and counselor and psychotherapist who's done this in her own life and has helped thousands of people to do it in theirs. Our guest is Catherine Woodward Thomas. She is a national best-selling author of Calling in the One, Seven Weeks to Attract the Love of Your Life. She's creator and lead coach of the highly acclaimed Calling in the One, Seven-Week Transformative Process. She's also a licensed psychotherapist, public speaker, and co-creator and co-leader of the Feminine Power Transformative Courses and the Feminine Power Global Community, a thriving learning community serving thousands of women worldwide. Welcome, Catherine. Oh, thank you, Patricia. It's just delightful to be here with you. Yeah, I I, I, I want to say I usually I don't always do this, but I do want to let the audience know I have been through your course. I've been through it in a group, and I'm working with someone um, on my own, so one-to-one. And it's a very, very powerful course, but this is not your typical, I want to meet a guy and date, or I want to meet a gal and date. That's not what this is, right? Right. Right. This is not how to look and what to say and what to do when when the phone call doesn't come. (laughs) It goes a little deeper. So tell us about what it is. What, it's a beautiful title, by the way, because I think it really speaks to what you do. It, you are you. literally, from the inside of yourself, calling in the one. Right. Well, well, first of all, thank you for your transparency. I always think it's such a gift when we're just ourselves with each other. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And, um, and, uh, and, and I just really appreciate that. And and I'm delighted that I've been your teacher in that regard. <laughs> but I am, yeah. even though I have all those fancy titles, you know, psychotherapist, best-selling author, ta-da. I mean, I really created this because I was like you and like many thousands of other people struggling in the area of love for a lot of years. And um, Crawling in the One was a process that I created when I was in my early 40s. I'd been wanting to... Uh, get married and start a family, I think since I was about 19. Mm. And it just never happened for me. And I, you know, I was developing myself and I, like many listeners here, you know, I was doing the best to make my life meaningful and 
I was uh, I went back to school. I became a therapist. I founded a nonprofit for the homeless. I was a singer songwriter, so I had a creative expression. But the central drama of my life was my love life, my failed love life, my dramatically disappointing love life over and over again because I had this pattern of unavailable people. Mm. So I used to, I mean, I got to the point where I even joked about it and I said, you know, gay men who wanted to explore (laughs) would love me because, you know, married men, engaged men, commitment-phobic men, alcoholic men, just any size, shape, you know, thereof, of unavailability and I seem to be a magnet for it. And and, and not not to self-disclose, but I am. That that is really something that I can identify with. Well, I've discovered that a lot of us can identify with this, and it's very confusing. That was my experience. I didn't quite understand. But when I, this is what happened when I was in my early 40s. I had another disappointing experience, but I was fortunate enough to be a member of this group that was we were we were setting intentions with each other. And we were not just, you know, cheerleading like, you know, good luck with that, which is lovely to be that way with each other, to bless each other's projects, but we were really in there with each other. Like, I'm going to give you permission to hold me accountable to be who I'd need to be to fulfill upon that intention. So it was a special group. And I've since actually heard of a study that was done in Princeton, New Jersey, about setting an intention with other people and the power of it. Mm. They were trying to correlate, see if there was... um a relationship between uh, a setting an intention and an outcome produced, and they were using a random numbers machine. But they learned in that experiment that when bonded groups of people set one intention together, that that intention was six times more likely to manifest mm. than if you set an intention alone. So it's very. So I actually designed the calling in the one process to be something that you do with other people. So hence, you're working with a calling in the one coach right now. You have a vision keeper, mm-hmm. a person you've given you know, permission to hold you accountable to be who you would need to be being in order for that intention, the intention that you have for love, to manifest. You know, a lot of us are putting our intentions, we, we understand about intentions, but we're kind of writing out an intention and we put it on our altar and we kind of forget about it which is not the most powerful way to set an intention because we want to be actually co-creating with life the fulfillment of that intention. So here I was, I was part of this group, and I had the audacity one day to say to a friend in that group, I'm going to set an intention to be engaged by my 42nd birthday, and that was eight months away, no prospects Mm. for a husband. And I had no idea how to do that because, as I said, I've been trying to do it for a long time. But she was so smart. She looked at me. She said, I will hold that intention with you if you give me permission to hold you accountable to be the woman that you would need to be being to fulfill upon that intention. And then she asked me, and how has it been working for you to be alone in life? Now, (laughs) I had so wanted love that it hadn't occurred to me that there was a part of me that was actually very invested in being alone. And so she pointed mm-hmm. me in the direction of, of dealing with that and, and going within. So I wasn't running out to find love. I was going within to seek all the barriers that I built against it. I, I want to ask you something, yeah. Catherine. When you say there was a part of you that was invested in being alone, yeah. what, what part was that? Well, that's what I started to really try to uncover. And, and what I saw is that there are several things that we do collectively 
that actually are the kind of the covert part that wants to keep us alone. And I'll share those with everyone right now on just a brief level. Um, the first one um, has to do with what I call old agreements. So those are kind of agreements that we made, some of them when we were like teenagers. I'm never going to live my mother's life and get oppressed like that, right? Mm-hmm. Or agreements that we make to ourselves the first time we ever had a really, truly broken heart. I am never being hurt. I'm never going to let myself get hurt like mm-hmm. this again. Or an agreement that we made maybe with our sister when we were growing up. You get to be the beautiful one. I'll just be the smart one. So, you know, we cut off whole parts of ourselves and we cut off possibilities when we're quite young. But those intentions that we set back then or those agreements that we made maybe in a moment of passion or a moment of despair, first of all, they're not very well thought out. You know, they tend to be kind of knee-jerk reaction to, uh, let me fix a problem here. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're not very sophisticated or complex in their strategy, but they literally serve as intentions in our lives. And our lives start to then form in that direction. So whole things will get cut off. So, so for me, what I discovered is I had a, a, an agreement with a high school boyfriend. And when I parted ways, it was such a moment of passion. And I said to him, you know, oh, we can't be together now, but let's find each other later in life when we will have made all of our choices mm-hmm. and then we'll come together and then we'll marry. Well, I dreamt about him for 20 years. Right, so this was no small thing, this intention. I, of course, I never saw him again after that, but that served as an intention when I was doing the calling in the one's press. Like, what do I need to clear from my field? I want to, I want to, I want, okay, go ahead. Then I have to add something here. You know, what you bring up is a very important point about how things can stay in our mind for many years. Because many times in programs, and I'm just using an example like the 12 step programs, where they'll say to you, don't see that person ever again. Just cut them out of your life. Well, you can do that, Catherine, but if you don't cut them out of your brain and of your consciousness, it's still the same thing, correct? Well, I love that you're saying that, and that's another thing we call toxic ties in the Calling in the One program. And let me just speak to what you're bringing up. It's very, very right on. And the issue is, Patricia, if we just cut somebody off because we're trying to protect us from a place where we're constantly losing power, Right. We have not then looked at the way that we have been giving our power away and we're likely to do it again with another person. We haven't actually taken the opportunity to grow ourselves into a person who can hold power with that type of personality type. And normally that will happen with someone that we have a hard time telling the truth to. Maybe they fragment. Maybe they start to get hysterical. They start crying. They start attacking or whatever they do. They start doing a character assassination of you every time you go to tell them the truth. Or we can't set appropriate boundaries because we're so afraid they're going to be angry with us or they're not going to approve of us. And we're so terrified of being alone in life that we can't even risk the dis- to, you know the possibility of disrupting mm. the relational field. So these are things that you can see need to actually really develop within us. And one of the things we're saying at Calling in the One is, I'm going to show you how to be magnetic to the right person, but I also want to give you the tools on how to navigate it well when you do meet that person. Because it's not just about meeting you know, the one. There's a myriad of possibilities that we can create in any of our relationships. Each of our relationships holds the potential for hell and for heaven. Which one are we going to create? But but the and, issue is getting rid of those those tapes that are so strong. So strong. So that's so that's the other thing. We actually break down core beliefs. We actually have a process where we look at your core love identity. 
And that was the relation that that's the belief about relationship that you have that each of us has that was formed in early childhood. Sometimes before we even had language, if we were just in the womb and our mother wanted to abort us, you know, this self, this sense of self, like I'm not wanted. Other people are going to reject me. You know, life is, a, I'm, I'm unwelcomed into the world. It's, it's this very pervasive sense of who we are and what's possible for us in love. And most people who are chronically single have a very strong I'm alone um, or have an I'm not safe. And other people have ill intent and life is precarious or invisibility. I'm invisible. Other people don't really care about me or life is, you know, it's dangerous to really be seen. You know, if you were in a home or you were raised with a narcissistic parent, they didn't always take kindly to your feedback. You know, you had to agree with them and, you know, validate their self-image in order or, to feel safe. Or, or children who had mixed messages. I love you, but you're a piece of nothing, but I love you. But So you're so used to that, you're afraid of that again. So you, you, you find people right. who are unavailable who give you mixed messages. So this is the thing. You could find them or you could actually covertly co-create and, and somehow you train them to treat yourself in a way that validates your old story. So I'm not sure which comes first, mm-hmm. the chicken or the egg. It's a pretty interesting inquiry. Uh, maybe it's a little bit of both. But this is the thing. We've been trying to fix that by spending a lot of time healing it, analyzing it, being in therapy over it, grieving it. The thing that we do in calling in the one that fast tracks our evolution beyond it is what is we get to the, the heart of it, which is what's the meaning you made of that about yourself, about others, about life? And then we ask what's really true? What's really true? And how have you been then showing up inside of the old meaning? So in other words, if you have a deep, pervasive sense, I'm alone, You maybe you're a latchkey kid or you're parents uh, were both workaholics and they neglected you. You just left you kind of on your own. So this deep felt sense, I am alone in life. How do you actually show up that's generating that now? Because we're not stuck with it because it happened, you know, 30, 40 years ago. We're stuck with it because it just happened 30, 40 minutes ago when Mm -hmm. I just said no to an invitation where the moment I had a conflict with somebody, instead of dealing with that conflict directly, I started to withdraw my energy because I'm assuming now that's the end of the relationship. They're going to leave. Other people always leave, so I'm just going to leave first. So we're actually covertly generating that story, Mm -hmm. and we have to get clear about how we're doing that. And inside the deeper truth, identify the new ways of showing up that are going to generate a different story. And that's usually an extremely easy course correct. Easy, subtle course correct. We just haven't ever seen it. So in other words, in the moment of conflict, rather than disappearing myself and you know going home and eating a pint of Haagen-Dazs, because I'm sure that's the end of that relationship, I pick up the phone, I say, look, I love you, let's work this out. And then you learn the skills of how to do conflict resolution mm-hmm. so you can deepen love. So these are all things that we're dealing with in the calling in the one process. This is what I was dealing with in that commitment. You know, I'm just going gonna to be engaged by my 42nd birthday. But, you know, all manner of support showed up. And a miracle happened in my life. I'd been, I had dated a man six years earlier who for years I thought of as the one that got away because I blew it with some drama. I was dating someone else, and I ended up choosing the other guy. It was a big drama. So I really blew it. I messed up. But I would think of him off and on every time I was in between boyfriends. I'd think, oh, maybe I should call him. 
And I, I didn't, and uh, I started thinking of him as I'm doing my, you know, my house cleaning and getting myself consistent with the future I'm committed to creating. And I was too shy to call him, but I went to a, a church service that I'd been going to for 10 years. I'd never seen Mark there. It's his name, Mark. And lo and behold, there he is across the parking lot, and I have a shy attack. I turn the other way. I walk away from him. I do not talk to him. By the time I gather my courage, he's gone. Two weeks after that, I'm talking to a friend on the phone, and I'm complaining as we will, women will sometimes do. I'm saying, you know, mm-hmm. I'm doing everything, and he's not here yet, and my birthday's just five months away, and what, you know, what am I doing wrong? So she convinced me to get on the Internet, which she had been telling me to do. This is 13 years ago, so nobody was really on the Internet. And even the people who were on, they didn't have their pictures up. Everything was just, you know, these silly little names who would create two hearts beating as one, you know, that kind of thing. So I, but I got on because I'm coachable. I pull up about 80 matches. If I get on, but first of all, there's a, there's a quarter of a million people on this site. Right. Mm-hmm. I put in my stats, 80 potential people come up. I respond to one person completely anonymously. The next day he writes me back, his name is in parentheses, and it's Mark. And uh, we went out a few days later for tea. We were engaged before my birthday. I came in before deadline, married the next year, and then I gave birth to my our daughter the, the following year. So when I did that, created that miracle, I thought, oh, my gosh, what did I just do? But that so I, was, but had you, did you do this before you created this course, Catherine? Yes, the course came out of that because then I went back and I said, mm. what did I just do? Wow. I've been suffering for 20 years. Mm. I just pulled a rabbit out of the hat. I just caused a miracle. It was really so pretty did you remarkable. Go back so and then I, figure, you went back and figured out what it was I you did. did and then you I wrote figured out what it was that I did and it's a seven-step process and now I've been teaching you, that process. Let me ask you this. Yeah. What was it you released? What is the biggest thing that you did? I know you went through the seven steps. But you obviously changed your story. You know, I really appreciate the question. It's it's hard for me to say the biggest thing because I think for any of us it's going to be that identity piece. There's a thing about identity when I was saying I am alone, I'm not valuable, I'm not worthy. You were saying it, you know, I love you but you're a piece of. You know, and and, and that lives as a self-sense. And it's very hard for us to create outside of it. And, And one of the things that I've learned over the years for myself of course but for others is that the 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 desire for love what it was what it is that we're wanting to create for ourselves is usually outside of the sense of self of what right. is ours to have and that's the despair that's the you know the discouragement and and so you know the first thing in in calling in the one is of course to awaken possibility and so we look at self as source like how are you generating that story so that we have access to really looking at well what's really true and how could we generate a different story so that we can start to create outside of the self sense so for me that was an i'm not valuable and that yeah. you know and and and, 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 I, and I, because, I'd like you know, to. I'd like to. Um, since this is internet, <laughs> it's very much more open. I want to share a, a little bit of what you're saying in my own life. Okay, because great. in going Thank through you. your, you know, in going through your course, I I am discovering those pieces that you're mentioning, and what's happening. And it's hard to let go of some of that because some of it is addictive. You know, you're used to that unavailable person, or you're used to that person who, you know, is is always playing the game or. And what's starting to happen now is, and it's, and the other thing that you've written in your book is 
as you're releasing it, a lot of that same old will come in over and over. And it happened to me. It was like three or four people, the same thing, kind of unavailable. Maybe we'll write, and then they won't, and then they will, and, and you know, and, and want to see you, but then they don't. And so what I'm starting to realize is as I love myself more and really know I deserve and want that right partner, what's starting to happen is I'm saying, you know, I'm getting tired of this. I'm getting tired of the guy saying, how are you? Happy holidays. And then and then walking away and not even finishing the email, but continually doing that, almost like a tease. And, you know, and it's been happening with quite a few people or they'll call and it's a wonderful conversation and they really want to get together. And then three months goes by. So there's a part of me that's saying, no, I'm really getting tired of that. And then the way that they come (laughs) on to you is they come on with, hey, how are you? Is it, uh, oh, but not, not, hi, Patricia, let's get together for lunch or coffee. Oh, no, no. It's a whole little, little uh, dance, like avoided. I can't explain so, it except so, you get so what I'm saying. So it's one thing to get rid of the old. And I think that what you're pointing to, I would say, is that this, that life can only do for us what it can do through us. And so you want to shift this pattern of unavailability. But you know, life travels in patterns. I see that, you know, pattern, like energies and habits and these, it's almost like a river. Like a river is going in a particular direction and barring anything that would disrupt that direction and push it in a different direction, it's going to stay in that direction. We don't worry about rivers going in a different direction, like runaway river. You know, rivers go in one direction. But that's how patterns are, and life moves in patterns. Duck mates, and they give birth to ducks. They don't give birth to elephants. (laughs) So, So in order for the river to go in a different direction, it's us that has to actually make a different choice and show up in a different different way so this is so i now i tell people this is your chance to graduate great life exactly seriously graduate yourself what's a new way of relating you know and and whether you do that perfectly or not doesn't even matter and it doesn't even matter what the result is it doesn't even matter if you end up doing that awkwardly and you know say to the guy Mm -hmm. look i'm not interested in somebody who's just so half-assed when they approach me good luck with (laughs) good luck to you you know i'm looking for a real man yeah, you know, I don't. I don't. That's an awkward way to say it, right? But I'm just saying. But that would be a win. Now, probably yes. it's going to be, you know, invest less in the connection, you know, right. with, you know, exactly. give less than he's giving to you. Those kinds of, you know, when he says, then you do, and you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, but I think in your heart, you know, it's really just stop investing so much in unavailable people. And the moment you get that someone's not really available or they're not approaching you with a, with a particular level of respect that you deserve, mm-hmm. you just don't give them the time of the day anymore. So that's mm-hmm. what it is to graduate. The second part of that, though, is to become magnetic to what it is that you do want. And I think that a lot of us have been stuck in the old patterns because we've been so afraid. Like, if I let go of this old pattern, I, I don't think then, it, then it's just a desert. Then nothing will come in. So we have to be actively generating what it is that we do desire, and that's the other part of calling in the one is I teach people how to actually become magnetic to the love that you're wanting to find. And the biggest obstacle for us to becoming magnetic has been that we've been in a place of non-possibility because mm-hmm. the, the, the foundation of becoming magnetic is desire. Like, yum, 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 I want one of those, yum, yum. Mm-hmm. 
But that, but where we've been is, wow, 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 I want one of those, why can't I have it? So it's like if you're grounded in in the wow, 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 you know, the I can't have what I want Mm -hmm. belief, it's not going to go well. So you have to actually be able to get outside of your beliefs to be able to say, well, wait a minute. You know, in fact, all of life loves me, and I have the power to create the relationship that I desire, and I have an extraordinary um, amount of support around me to help me to develop the missing skills and capacities that have made this difficult till now, and um, and look at all the miracles of, that life is bringing to me of support, and even the fact that I'm listening to this interview with Patricia and Catherine right, right now is evidence right. that life loves and, me and, and I wants think to happen. Right, and we're going to have to close, but I do want to say this. I think the other thing is when you do that, you start to bring those kinds of things into your life, maybe not in personal relationships, but in business relationships and friend relationships. Your friends are kinder. They're nicer. They're more there for you. And I think that's all part of it, correct? It really is. It's it's up-leveling your life across the board because you want to be living your best life to bring in your best love. And Colleen, the one is certainly about that. Oh, that's so beautiful. Catherine, how can people, I know you're doing a workshop coming up at Omega Institute. Tell people how to learn more. They can do this online. They can do courses in person with you. They can work with personal coaches. It is so worthwhile to do this work. So yeah, tell us thank about you. That. Well, there's two things I want to just make uh, people aware of. One is I am going to be at the Omega Institute, which is about an hour and a half north of New York City, over Memorial Day weekend in 2013. And to find out more about that, it's you just go to eomega.org, E-O-M-E-G-A dot org, and you type in the search, um, the search area, calling in the one, and you will find out everything you need to know about it. It's the uh, Friday night to Monday afternoon. It's an exceptional weekend. I, d- I will have several calling in the one coaches with me too, so people get a lot of individual attention. The other thing I want to do is just offer people a free 75-minute audio on calling in the one.net, and that's one spelled out, O-N-E dot net. And if you put in your email address, you'll get a 75-minute audio where I literally take you through some of the steps of the calling in the one process. And um, and that's and that and that once you get in that. Um, community, then you'll learn of the upcoming classes if if you want to go further with the work. Thank you so much for being on the program. It was such a pleasure. Thank you. It's delightful to be with you, Patricia. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Hold on. Stay on the line for a minute. Folks, our guest has been Catherine Woodward Thomas. She's creator of Calling in the One, Seven Weeks to Attract the Love of Your Life. And you can log on to callingintheone.com. Correct, Catherine? CallingInTheOne.com. CallingInTheOne.net. Dot net. net. Okay, dot that's net. Where the, that's All where the free audio is. Okay. All right. And again, this audience is national, so uh, Catherine's in California, but she teaches workshops all over the country. So do do uh, log on to callingintheone.net and do take advantage of this wonderful audio because it will really be helpful. Again, thanks so much, Catherine. Uh, all right, stay on the line. Folks, remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next week, I'm Patricia Raskin for Patricia Raskin Positive Living right here on Voice America, America's Voice. Bye for now.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 